Hello, everyone, and welcome down to episode 110 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the guy on the other screen or in your other ear, if you're listening to the podcast, it is Cameron Blake in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. I don't think I often call you Cameron. Hello, Cameron. I was just about to say that. Since when am I Cameron? Uh, hello, Brendan. I can't call you. I call you Brens, but uh, yeah, you don't get Cameron very often. No, it's like it's like your mother telling you off. Yeah, Cameron. it's when I'm usually when I'm in, in the in the shit or the doghouse, I get the Cameron. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Even even Lisa's done it a couple of times. Cameron, um, like it's, it's, it's just a, not funny anymore. It's a bit of a rarity, actually, to catch you in Hobart these days. You know what? I was thinking this the other day. I actually jumped on realestate.com the other day, and I'm like, maybe I can just run this out of Melbourne again, or maybe I can run it out of country Victoria. Or because, right. yeah, like really, if I look at what I'm doing in Tassie now, like I'm still doing plenty of workshops, but it's expanding, which would indicate yeah. that I could probably run it from another location. Really, oh, so. I, yeah. Well, there's no question. I mean, in this day and age, of course, running things remotely is yeah. uh, is the way forward, isn't it? The big question would be. Would Melbourne have me back? Uh, that's right. I'd, I'd Who say, knows? I'd say some would, some wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, well, it would be. They'd still let you in off the boat, so. Yeah. Well, I went on the boat the other day, and yes. um, I gave you a wave, even though you weren't there waiting for me with your little you handkerchief did. and stuff. Yes. Um, and two days before that, I saw that big photo of the spirit of Tassie going through the heads. Did you see that? And it's just the wave is literally um, over the top of the boat. Friend of the podcast, Wes Bowler shot that. Oh, um, did he? All right. Yes. And uh, I print all of Wes's photos for him. Beautiful. Well, it was yeah. a very uh, popular shot and a uh, great shot and it yeah, went it everywhere. Was. And yes, that's, that's not what you want to see two days before you sail uh, over the Tassie. Even though I've been on that boat a thousand times, I'm generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I got on the boat and what I've done now, I've changed my little strategy when it gets to going on that boat is I get on, I get into the cabin, I try and get to sleep, regardless if it's day or night, try and get to sleep straight away. And on the day sails, I got on the boat at 8.30 in Geelong and I woke up about 10 minutes before, and just before we went through the head, so about 11.30 or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm awake now. I'm like, oh, okay, we're up and down, we're rocking and rolling, we're all over the place. And then I'm like, geez, if I just slept another hour, I would have missed all that. Yeah. Um, but then it was all right for the rest. It got a little bit bumpy here and there, but it was pretty good. So yeah, no, and I actually uh, tracked your voyage. Did you? Well, then not the whole time. I'm not that sad, but I, uh, say, I was just keeping an eye on where you were. That's a bit stalkerish. <laughs> we have a we have a we have a we have a subscriber or a friend who watches the show who mm -hmm. who regularly says that she stalks me, and she was one of our Overland Track uh, guests as well. Okay, she, she walked six days to stalk me. It's a bit of a worry. Yeah, that is a worry. That's an mm. actual genuine concern. Yes, lucky there's a lot of kilometres between her and I, so that's good. Now, Cameron, let's talk about your background, shall we? Uh, let's. Uh, what do I need? Something to cover up my camera. Hang up. Let me you grab do. my TV remote because we're so professional here. Um, this is a shot I took the other day, and I actually posted this on my socials today, and it sort of was one of those shots that sort of stopped me in my tracks, and it's not not the greatest shot ever, and it's nothing that interesting, but... For a couple of reasons that really caught my eye. The first thing was this is in the Blue Mountains and there's a couple of waterfalls that you can go to, but all the pathways are lit at nighttime, which is amazing. Got all these little solar lights and little battery lights all along the path. And there's this one little sort of street lamp right down the bottom of these stairs in the fold. I thought that's pretty cool. But then I had this sort of funny, um, almost like I was in a, like a story or like a movie when I was walking down. I'm like, I feel like I'm in a movie, a movie scene or a movie um, set. 
that's set up for, you know, someone to jump out and kill me or, you know, I'm going down to meet someone and they don't arrive, like some sort of sad love story or something like that. It just had this really weird um, vibe about it. So I went back up to the stairs and I thought I'll take a shot straight down the handrail and get that sort of street lamp there. Um, but it was just a really, really weird sort of moment. I don't know. I don't usually get that weird um, with my photos. Um, I think I think what it might be is how um, evenly lit the image is, which yeah. doesn't appear natural you know what yeah. i mean like it's yeah. got it has got a fake set like appearance like you'd yeah. almost expect some of those ferns on the left there to be in pots you know yeah. like it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a it's staged totally, scene yeah it, it totally did it totally had that like sort of phantom of the opera type of hmm. back back well, the back. fog was the fog was doing that as well yeah and sort of like the street lamp reminded me like the back avenues of england old england with the fog and the lamp and stuff like that but yeah there was no one around and it was not it wasn't raining it was just foggy and when I took it back on the computer, I went, geez, that was a weird sort of 10 minutes walking through that bit. But so, yeah, that was Blue Mountains uh, last week. Um, yeah, we, we talked about your trip to the Blue Mountains last week. Did you did. actually get to see any mountains? I did in the end. Mm -hmm. um, I did get to see two sisters. I, I saw all three, but not at once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Um, so I saw two at two in one stage and then that cleared out and there was another one that popped up. Mm -hmm. um, and then... I had to get going. I had to keep going down the Jindabyne. So I was waiting and I had a, like a time that I say lunchtime, I could probably leave Blue Mountains and get there when I want to get there. And um, as I was leaving, as always, all the fog started to lift up a bit. And I started seeing, it's a massive, it's an very impressive area, Blue Mountains. Yeah. Um, and I can't believe I've never been there before. Um, but as the, as the fog lifted, I went, oh, this is good. And then I went, oh, it's the middle of the day. It's going to be real harsh and hot. And as soon as that fog, disappeared it was just super harsh so i was happy i was leaving and i got i got some good shots and um didn't get any super clear shots but i got some real moody atmospheric shots so i was pretty happy yeah that's the go that's what mm. we like to see yeah. um my background is covered up there so everyone can see this is the uh gradation road so um i took this photo uh, oh, look, it's a couple of years ago now, uh, at, a, at an awesome little spot called Blanket Bay. Um, which, That's cool. Yeah. Blanket Bay is a, um, it's off Cape Otway and it's it a up. brilliant little campground, um, which is booked out months in advance these days because it's so popular down there. Right. Uh, but we used to take the kids there quite regularly camping um, and we had a lot of good times at Blanket Bay. Uh, camping with friends and stuff as well. Anywho, this was um, one of those sunsets where you kind of give up on it. And I did because, you know, I was like, well, a bit of low cloud, you know, it's not mm. really. And so I actually picked up my gear and started walking back towards camp and then, ba-da, yes. got that. So, um, and I was with a mate of mine at the time, um, uh, Dino, and he, he, he actually said, uh, he said, you know what? I wouldn't believe that those colors were real if I wasn't stood here next to you. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and it was just one of those mint sunsets that just all of a sudden out of nowhere went off. And I really didn't have much of a chance to put any kind of compositions together, just save to get that shot of the sky. Yeah. So um, it's funny how it happens. It's like you turn away and mother nature goes, Oh, he's not looking now. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, happens, like it happens all the time, but yeah, you can tell how intense it is with that. There's like the reflection off the water. Yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah. a and you know it's a good reflection. You know it's a good sunset or sunrise when you get that color on the water. Yeah, yeah. And um, from memory, it was a stinking hot day too. And uh -huh. uh, you know, it was sort of like it was weird because 
you're looking sort of southeast there and yeah. the weather doesn't come from the east. Down it looks there. like there's like, a front rolling in. That's right. But it's yeah. it's sort of the backside of a front, if that makes any sense. It's actually going away yeah. from us. But uh, yeah, right. yeah no, it was one of those one of those awesome places. So yeah, Kate, yeah. a blanket bay, if you ever get a chance. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I can see that. Beach. It's just back up from Cape Otway. That's correct. So, it's yeah. a bit of a, a little bit of a road in there, like a little bit of a sort of dirt road or something to get in there. And for those of you that are coming on our Great Ocean Road workshop, you may very well be seeing that very beach. Ah, I've just had a look. It's got some tessellated pavementy kind of stuff. Oh there. yeah, it's 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 got a lot going on at Blanky Bay. So um, Blanky Bay, and there is a um, a day visitors area there too for people who are playing right. along at home. Yes, yeah. uh, and a magic sunrise location. And sunset clearly, but sunset. Are, are we camping there that night? Sure, why not? We'll <laughs> why not? stay in the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now speaking of uh, traveling about, Cameron. Um, yes. This week's episode is all about our preparation for another hike that we're it doing is. in in your beautiful neck of the woods. We are. Do we thank our subs first? Thank you for subscribing, <laughs> all 755 of you, 55. for liking, subscribing, following the channel. Um, I put a post out during the week to, to thank everyone on Facebook. So, because we hit the 750, which is feels like some kind of milestone. So we thought we should mention it. Mm. Um, channel is just growing beautifully, organically, just the way we like it. Excellent. We well done. To, we don't need to buy subscribers. No, no, we don't. Actually, they pay us. <laughs> True. In beers. Yeah. If but we'll do that later. Like to buy us a beer. <laughs> That's right. We'll do that later. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. So, um, w w what's the walk we're doing, Cameron? Seems it's your neck of the woods. Oh well, I've never done it before, so don't ask me. Uh, yeah. We are going to attempt the uh, three capes walk in Tasmania here, uh, which is down. It's a. It's an absolute. To be honest, it's a. It's a, a crock of shit. To be honest, because it's not three capes. No. So they advertise that you do the three capes walk, but you only see two of them. Right. So I don't know. I think we should maybe put in a bit of a complaint to Parks and Wildlife while everyone else is at it. Um, so it's down near the Port Arthur area. So the Tasman Peninsula, it's about an hour south of uh, Hobart. So you start at Port Arthur, then you actually get a really cool boat ride. Um, they drop you. It's, like it's like a beach landing, like in the military. Um, yeah. So we go down Port Arthur. We, we do a bit of a, a thing around the coast there. And then they, well, they take us down to the third cape. And they show you that by the boat, and then they take you across, and you start off at the walk. Well, there's the three capes then. Yeah, but it's it's called the three capes walk. <laughs> so <laughs> not the three capes boat ride walk. Yeah, it's, it's not two capes and a, and a and a boat ride. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing we're going to again we're going to attempt uh, three nights, forty eight kilometers. Um, it is graded easy to moderate, like it's not an yeah. overland track walk. No. Um, from what I understand, it's it's practically all boardwalk or nice even tracks yeah yeah so um graded walk i think they they say it's it's yeah. all pretty much carved out for you it's not overly yep. difficult like no. the boulder field we walked through on day one <laughs> or the bog field we walked through on day three or the or the root trap break your ankle <laughs> on day four correct so um uh, yeah. yeah so it should be good um i've got a little stats up here so people if they want to know what we're doing right so day one we've got to do four kilometers that, that should be okay. How will we cope? Day two, we have to do 11 kilometers. That's that's pretty good. That's what, 10,000 steps? That's fine. Day three. Have you looked at day three? I have looked at day three. I'm <laughs> across all these. I don't think I did look at day three. Uh, <laughs> 19 kilometers. Yeah, 19 kilometers is a decent walk. If you go out to the blade. So if you go which... out to Cape Pillar, which of course we will be. 
Yes. Uh, are we going out there for sunrise? Uh, we need to work this out. We might mm. be doing that little bit of the walk twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's about, I don't know how long it is. I think it's about two or three K each way. I'd be I'd be very, very much inclined to think that we're probably going to be there for sunset and sunrise. But um, because the great thing about that part of the walk is you're not carrying your gear. It can stay at the hut. So yeah, that, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like a camera bag and a water yeah. bottle, basically. Um, so yeah, we true. shall see. But uh, I mean, and then also conditions wise, you know, we might and also how long it takes to get from said hut to location yeah. is going to well, be one yeah, of the, look, the factors. Look, I'd say, yeah, I think we'll be right. And, and the day four is a 14K walkout, so we'll probably get out of there pretty early. That's got a bit of a climb out of it. Yes. Uh, so that's really, that's about a 400-meter. No, no, it's not that long. That's only about a 200-meter climb. It's not big. No. Um, a good friend of the show, Chelsea, walked uh, the Three Capes walk a few years ago, and she said that uh, walking over Mount Fortescue, which is the highest mountain there, she said it was the worst thing she's ever done. Okay. Uh, but she also said the Overland track was not really that picturesque and enjoyable. So, and I'll just wait for the text messages to come through when she listens to this. <laughs> uh, well, so that's what, yeah. We won't know because we'll be on the three caves walk when this comes out. So this has ah, come out on Friday. True. So, and uh, we should already be well and truly walking at that point. We, well, we, we'll sh- we, we should be at the first hut by then. We should be the first hut. That's exactly um, right. Uh, and weather-wise, I think weather's looking pretty good. We've had some nice days down here. Um, so fingers crossed we get some nice weather. Uh, having said that, though, that is pretty exposed down there in the south yeah. uh, coastline of Tassie. But our weather is looking like uh, mid-20s the whole way. Yeah. So Maybe, maybe too hot. <laughs> so clearly, um, you know, we're going there for the landscape. Um, Cam and I are landscape photographers, so we, we want to um, – you know, get some nice shots of the landscape while we're down there, which brings me around to the uh, the biggest question, of course, is what gear are we going to be taking photographic-wise? Um, mm. It's an interesting one, and it's always a, a, a challenge for anyone who's going anywhere. What do yeah. I take? What do I sacrifice in order to take this? What do I leave at home? What? Mm. Yeah. And I always say, it doesn't matter what you take, you're going to wish you had something else because that's just what that's how the humans generally work. How many uh, how many lenses are you going to take on this trip, Brendan? I'm I'm taking uh, a lot. <laughs> if you all right, we're talking purely camera lenses. Uh, uh, I'm taking four lenses. Yep. Uh, so lenses for my camera, I'm taking four. Would you like me to go through which lenses I'm? Taking? I just I just just let's let's just go through how many first. That's okay. Uh, so I'm taking four lenses for my actual camera. Yeah, I'm also, of course, taking my iPhone 15 Pro, um, which will be in my pocket, and I'm also taking my Osmo Pocket 3. So effectively, I'll have eight lenses with me, the four for my camera, the three on my iPhone, and the one on my Osmo, and my two eyes. So that makes 10. All right. So that's a lot of optics to take with you. <laughs> it is. I've got a lot of optics. Uh, I'm covering a lot of bases. Yes. Um, well, There's my- many. In fact, there is even a chance I may have five lenses for my camera, but that's another story. Right. So <laughs> you said before, what what gear would we be taking? Yeah. My my question would be when when most people do hikes and overnight hikes or day hikes, we tend to take the same equipment we need for that. So backpack, maybe a sleeping bag, water bottle, food, stove, whatever it is. If you're doing multi day hiking, but I've noticed that when I go hiking, my camera kit changes almost every single trip I go. I don't 
I don't just go to the shelf and go, right, there's my hiking camera setup. And away I go. I do the same as you. I sit there and go, well, I could take that lens, but oh, what about if there's whales off the coast? I need a big zoom lens. Oh, what about if there's stars? Well, I need that lens. Or what about if there's some little funky on it? So maybe it, maybe we should be teaching people to sort of set up like a bit of a hiking kit or something like that. Yeah, perhaps. Not, not, I mean, not that we're going to follow it. No, it's it, it's tough though. I mean, you you want to take as much as you possibly can. I mean, again, and look, we banged on about this enough, but we Cameron and I both use the OM system cameras, and we're fortunate. They mm. it's relatively small gear, yeah, and relatively lightweight. Now it's not the smallest nor the lightest in no. in the world, but it is certainly smaller and lighter gear. And thank goodness for mirrorless. Yes. Regardless of what brand you use. I mean, yeah. for, for hiking, you know, mirrorless cameras have just made, you know, they're so much smaller, so much lighter. They just make such a difference. Mm. Um, I was, I was thrilled with the OM5 on the Overland track and, and yeah. I felt like I was going in, I felt like I was taking a bit of a knife to a gunfight on the Overland by taking the OM5. No. It didn't worry me at all. I no. was, I was really happy with it. And it led, gave me the confidence to know that I can take it on the three capes walk as well, which it, I am. Yeah, I think the, the mirrorless is great, um, and I think um, it certainly helps with the weight. But I think that's one of the traps people fall into as well, especially if you're coming from Nikon, Canon, or Sony. That you know you might go get the latest mirrorless Canon or a mirrorless Nikon or Sony, but then if you want to get the real high quality lenses, they're very heavy still. Which I think yeah. that's why the Panasonic, the Fujis, and the OM system, they got the smaller lenses to go with the smaller sensor. So I think that's a I think that's the biggest advantage is that the lens sizes are still fantastic lenses, that it's not as big. So, um, yeah, I know I, I'm going to take my OM one, and mm -hmm. I don't know what else lenses I'm going to take. I would love to take something big, but mm. you're going to take something big, so I might just use yours. Yeah, um, you're more than welcome to use. Yeah, well, I can just bring a body, and you can carry all the lenses. You're more than welcome to use my 100 to 400 massive asterisk. The massive asterisk is you can I'll use it as long as you like, but the second I want it, I get it back. Okay. <laughs> the, well, I'll, the rules. Well, I'll just bring my 140 to 150 to 400 then. And <laughs> sure. No, no, I, I reckon I'll take. Probably weighs uh, as much as the 100 to 400 anyway. It, it probably does. <laughs> I reckon I'll take. Um, I'll take a wide angle like. I like my little um, Panasonic Leica 8 to 18. That's a gorgeous little lens. Yeah. So I'll take that. That'll be good for those sort of, you know, big foreground landscapey shots or yep. shooting off the coastline. And then I reckon I'll take maybe the 75 1.8. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a 150 mil equivalent for those playing at home. Very good. Um, and I reckon that's maybe it. Like those yeah. two lenses give you plenty of reach either end of the scale. Yeah. Um, I don't think I need to take anything else. But what I am going to do. I'm going to wear trail runners. I'm not going to wear hiking boots. I've mm -hmm. tried to determine that. And I'm also going to really minimize my stuff. I'm thinking I might just take like a day pack with me because okay. my, my sleeping bag is really small. Yep. And with the food we're going to take, it's going to be pretty small. Um, I'm going to see if I can break some records weight-wise on this track. Well, I've, I've, can I tell you already I've weighed in because I've packed all my stuff today. Can I have a guess? Uh, sure. Including camera gear? Uh, including camera gear, thirteen kilos, fourteen. So, okay. and that I put that down to the hundred to four hundred, of course. <laughs> any any food with it? That's food as well. Well, that's that's all food bar lunch, which I've got to get when I'm over there. So yeah, I'm probably right. going to come in around fifteen kilos, which I'm more than happy with. That's totally right. fine. 
Okay. Um, okay, cool. So uh, lens choice for me. Yep. So I've got the OM5 body. Yeah. Um, I am taking the 100 to 400. It is finding its way into my bag. Um, but you said you were going to bring on the Overland and you didn't. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad that... I didn't. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't because I carried 22 kilos down the Overland. So you I'm need, glad you, I didn't. You need that. to redeem yourself on this trip. You need to, you know, step up and actually take, take it to the bank. The 100 to 400 is coming. So right, that's, yeah. That's that's that. Uh, I've also got the seven to fourteen, which um, yeah. which is a, a. I'm really really glad I've got that in my kit. Um, for those, as you mentioned, big sweeping landscapes and that yeah. sort of stuff. So yeah. I'm really really happy I've got that. Now the reason I'm taking four lenses is because the other two lenses I'm taking weigh next to nothing. Uh, they that do. Is the yeah. Sixty mil macro. Um, which I, I don't know the weight on it, but it can't be what three hundred oh, grams. That's that? like two hundred and thirty grams. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? that's it's nothing. It's not so much at all. That's yeah. fine. That that can literally just sit at the bottom of a camera bag. That's fine. Right. So you're happy with that? Very. And the other one I'm taking is the Panasonic. Yes. Twenty millimeter f one point seven. See, I wouldn't um, mind having a play with that. I've never played with that. Before. I will, mate. You, you more than welcome to it. Asterix. Asterix. Unless I want it and you need it. <laughs> uh, um, that lens yeah. I've owned. It was the first. Uh, micro four thirds lens I bought that wasn't an Olympus lens. Right. Um, and for the longest time, I had it on the front of an old pen EPL one. Oh, uh, yes. With a, uh, yeah, just with the 20 mil f1.7, which is a 40 mil f1.7 lens. Yeah. My goodness, it's sharp and yeah. great. Like it's just the fall off is just, you'll, you'll love it. It's actually yeah. quite an addictive little lens. Okay. Uh, and it's pancake. It's this, this thing. Yeah. Right. I think it probably weighs less than the macro. So, when I say I'm carrying four lenses, two of them like yeah. combined don't weigh as much as one of the other ones. So, and, and that's the real benefit. Like I used to, when I used to do the overland track with groups, I, I was the same. I'd take the macro or wide angle, something longer, something wider, and I'd have four or five lenses for the same weight as one or two of the full frame cameras and stuff right. like that. Yeah. So it's it's a, a massive advantage if you're doing like a lot a lot of long day hiking or big day trips and stuff like that with your camera gear, and it's yeah. better on it's better on your body as well. Like if you're lifting your camera up every day and taking shots with three or four kilos in front of you, that's going to take its toll as opposed to one or two kilos. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, other gear that I'm taking is literally uh, three memory cards, uh, a spare battery. Can you bring um, me a memory card down? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I still haven't got, I still haven't got a spare one yet. <laughs> I'm sure, useless. I'll chuck one in for you. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck um, I'm taking, I am taking an external battery charger, one of the battery bricks. And the only reason I'm doing, even though there is charging available uh, yes. apparently at the huts. Yes, there my is. My concern is that, that that's going to be limited and also how much power we're actually going to have available to us. Mm. I don't want to leave my camera plugged in for three hours and hog the whole system if there's limited plugs yeah. there. So I'm yeah. happy to take a battery bank as a backup and just leave that plugged in overnight to charge or whatever. It's very, to just, it's very so. thoughtful of you. Oh, and well, that's a little bit selfish because I just I don't want to miss out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but yeah, but I, I, and again, it's because uh, as Cam mentioned, this walk is uh, a lot less gear you have to take, so we don't have to yeah. take a sleeping mat, we don't have to take no. a tent, we don't have to take a cooker. No. Um, that's all supplied for us. So you know, there, my my tent, mat, and cooker. There's four kilos there. So. Hmm. You know, so straight away, I'm like, hmm, okay, well, I can, I can. Well, load you, up you do, you, you get a bit excited. You're like, well, I don't have to take five kilos of other stuff. Um, Maybe I can take a big 100 to 400. Are you taking a tripod? Uh, no. Right. Uh, 
which I may regret because I've just, while I've been fluffing around, people must think I just don't pay any attention to you, but down the bottom here, I've been looking on my little phone at the Aurora forecast. Okay. Possibility? Friday night into Saturday is looking quite promising. Okay. So that is interesting. So that may change my thoughts on a tripod because- uh, quick, can I ever ask a question without notice? Of course. You may not know the answer. Uh, on Very the f- rarely. <laughs> this is just like Cam and I are talking to each other here. Yeah, yeah. But is the first night near a, a lookout or a, a beach? Uh, or, I don't think it is. I think it's sort of inland, isn't it? Well, the first night is a bit inland, but I, I reckon you'd still have some views. Oh, if there's aurora, you're, you're going to... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Even, anyway. even if we were to walk... A kilometre up the track will we'll almost be on the coast. Right. Uh, note to self, pack a headlamp. Pack, yeah, pack a head torch. Um, <laughs> so one app was saying there's a possibility. The other app saying, eh. but I reckon, you know, it's worth anything can happen. We can have a look. So for the listeners of the show, um, they will remember when we did the Overland, we we recorded live from the Overland we did. track. We're going to uh, do that Cameron, again? will we be doing that again? I believe we will. I reckon we'd have to. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. So uh, I, th- I think we'd be crazy. Bringing the three caves walk to you in the next week or so with your new Osmo. I might bring my little Osmo, and we can I can do some C yeah, roll got... and C roll, and you can do B roll. There we go. Yeah, Brendan got... roll and Cam roll. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, <laughs> so you I've could got four days that. of that to look forward to. Great. <laughs> well, you know what you got to really look forward to five star Dan. Yes, he is chomping at the bit to get on this track. So we've got, um, there's four of us going in the group. Mm, uh, we have Five Star Dan, the listeners to the show will, will know who we're talking about. And we have a very, very dear friend of mine, Jack, who's coming along as well, who came with us on the Overland, um, another Ocean Grove person. Mm. So there'll be two of us from OG coming down. So yeah, uh, yeah looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. It, it's going to be good because Cameron hasn't been there. I haven't mm. been there. It'll be really cool to see. I'm really fascinated by is it is it tasman island no what's it called with a yeah, little tasman island. yeah tasman, tasman island. island yeah yeah, yeah it is yeah that looks yep. that looks very photogenic i think um i think you will be blown away like i've been along this coastline on the water yeah uh, and th- these are the highest sea cliffs in australia i believe down on this peninsula so wow. we're we're talking dramatic drops into the ocean wild seas and then yeah you've got tasman island out with a little lighthouse on it off off the edge of the blade there so it's going to be good there's going to be shots galore um now it's going to be a bit sunny and hot along the way so i don't know how much i'll be shooting during the day i don't generally like to shoot during the day when it's really hot and 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 shiny but yeah that's where i might switch into black and white mode and try and create some interesting shots with black and white but um be good to get some cloud cover during the day as well so we can shoot um There should be some animals out. There should be probably some wildflowers out. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Yep. Cool. Mm. Looking forward to it. Let's not jinx it. Well, let's not jinx it. I'm just looking on their website now, all the photos that people have taken, and uh, the, huts, the huts look pretty fancy. Yeah. I, I've kind of on purpose not looked. Uh, mm. I kind of want to keep it a bit of a surprise. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I've had, I've had a look at the terrain, obviously, so yeah. I can know where we're walking and things like that. But, yeah, no, it's going to be really cool. And, yeah. um, you know, you might want to take some um, some sleeping pills with you so you can knock me out and steal my tripod. Oh, I thought you said for your Aurora life, kicks off. Life of the snoring and stuff. <laughs> well, there's that too. Have you got earplugs? No. I'll be taking these, though, little Jack headphones. Snores. Hey, um, according to the Taz Parks and Wildlife site of the Three Capes track, 
Yes. Um, it looks like he can take a drone. There's drone shots on the gallery. <laughs> Come on, guys. If you, don't and get me started. If you don't want people taking drones down there, don't put drone don't, shots on there. Correct. Um, no, and there, is, there is someone doing yoga on one of the front porches of the cabin. I don't Ooh. think that's going to be us. No, probably not. I can take no. a yoga class with you. I've got no idea what I'm doing, but surely we could come up with something. <laughs> Just make make it up as you go, class. Uh, before we move on, uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead and visit dsps.com.au. Check out our website. We put up uh, all the, the links to all the old episodes are there. You can see mm. lots of photos there. You can see uh, the link to where you can buy us a beer there. Um, yes. Mate on the other screen here does a good job of maintaining that website. So please, dsps.com.au. You, you say that with a bit of cheek, don't you? I have not touched that no, website. No, that wasn't sarcastic at all. No, bullshit. I haven't watched that bloody – I haven't touched that bloody website for a few weeks. You know, what they, sh- you know what they should do? Yes. They should go and find the episode where we did the Overland track. Do you remember what episode, episode that was? Episode 77. Really? How do you know that? Uh, I don't know. It's, episode, oh, I... episode 77 and 78. Yes. Uh, the Overland track. Um that's one of our most popular episodes, the it 77 is. one. Yep. Uh, 620 views, which is pretty good for us. Yes. Uh, so go and check that out if you haven't. It's a lot of fun. Um, well, well clearly at least 100 subscribers haven't seen it. So if there's only... Hmm. Yeah, bloody subscribers. What good are they? Love them. Hey, do you reckon, uh, we'd st- do you reckon we'd still did this show if there was no subscribers? No. <laughs> what would be the point? <laughs> thank up, you everyone have a chat. For subscri- yeah. Gen- genuinely thank you it, it, it encourages us to keep get getting on here and talking about oh, I, the stuff I gotta, we talk I gotta, about i gotta get my big book out don't i uh let's talk about photography word of the week cameron all right you, know, you got big book you've got to pronounce it cameron's got his big book uh, uh yes for those who don't know playing at home this is the uh oh god the Encycl- focal encyclopedia of photography it's a big book yeah. and every week I try Today's pull... word of the week. Oh, I was is... just going. To, I was going to explain what it was. Sorry, Cameron puts up a word of the week. Yeah. I have no idea. I have to guess what it means. It's yes. a photographic. Uh, yeah, pseudo isochromatic. Oh, look at you! That's why you wanted to butt in because you knew how to pronounce it. Well, I practice. You're in so my mind. full of shit. You are <laughs> pseudo isochromatic. So, yeah, okay. okay. What is it? Let, well, pseudo is uh, like fake or a, a pretending to be something else. Yes. Um, so. Like you know, pseudo ephedrine, um, pseudo isochromatic. Well, chromatic color, mm. uh, pseudo iso. So it's, it's an isolation of color uh, in, a, in a fake way. I don't know. You, you know a, what? You're not. You're not doing too bad. I'm in the ballpark. <laughs> you, you're. If it was the MCG, you'd, you'd have a seat. I reckon. Okay, all right. Day yeah. 13. I like it. Pseudo isochromatic. Um, yeah. Cameron, what the hell okay. does that mean? So, a test for defective color vision in which a display of color dots to be seen as figure are placed against a similar background of gray dots. Some of the figures cannot be seen by persons with defective color vision. Oh, wow. So, it's, yeah, it's about, I guess, determining um, defective color and vision. So, if you're colorblind. Colorblind to, to a certain part of the spectrum. That's how yeah. you find out. That's how you find out which part of the spectrum. Yeah, it says also see defective color vision. So yes, there you, there go. you go. What is it? Studio, studio no. chromatic. No, not Sue Studio. That was a this hit by is, Phil Collins Phil, in the eighties. Was it Phil <laughs> Collins or <laughs> definitely Phil Collins? Was please. it his band or? Please, it was Phil Collins. It wasn't uh, Genesis. Cameron, Cameron stop talking. <laughs> uh, okay, Sue. <laughs> 
pseudo-isochromatic. Now, uh, Dear Cam, Dear Cam has been really kicking along lately. So thank you for people who are sending in Dear Cam questions. We have a Dear Cam this week from mm. our number one ticket holder, Mel. Who? Hello, Mel. Uh, hi, gent. So are you ready for Dear Cam? Are you yeah, I'm ready for Dear Cam. You're, or you're re are you researching the Three Capes walk still? No, no, I was just trying to prove you're right, but you're wrong. You're right about uh, Genesis not being Cameron, the one that's please. on it. Sorry. Just give me a hard one next time. All right. Who, sorry, who's this from? Mel. This is from Mel. Uh, episode 110, Dear Cam. Oh, Hi, yeah. gents. Hi, Mel. Something I see quite regularly while scrolling, while scroll, scrolling through Bookface, nice, is behind the scenes, in inverted commas, photos of professional slash semi-professional photographers holding the camera out in front of them and framing their image by using the screen on the back of the camera. Mm. Not something I teach. My aging eyes would never allow me to work this way, but more importantly, I believe that in working this way, you are losing most of your ability to hold the camera still. When framing your image through the viewfinder, the camera is steadied against your nose, eye, forehead, forehead, plus you get a more detailed view. Mm. Am I correct in thinking these people are idiots? <laughs> Righty. Uh, uh, right, yeah. and, and the little PS, I get that there are situations where framing via the screen is necessary, i.e. camera position, very low, long exposures on a tripod, etc. Best regards, Mel, thumbs up, smiley face emoji. Uh, well, Mel, yeah, you're right. Everyone is an idiot. Um, there is a, there is a hell of a lot of idiots that are taking photos these days. Mm -hmm. um, I would say more idiots than not, based on what you see out in the in the in the park. People doing. Um, we have a good friend of the show, Jamie, who done did the overall. I'm going to name and shame Jamie because he deserves it. Um, he's one of these idiots who puts his screen out in front of him and uses the screen. Um, he's got a perfectly good functioning eye, and he's got a viewfinder that he can look through. But he always sticks his big Canon 6D out in front of me with a long, heavy weighted lens on the front. And I always say to him, put your put your camera to your head, dickhead, because that's where it's meant to be. And the reason I say that is exactly right. Mel is 100% right, is because if you have your arms extended with weight, it's never going to be as steady as if it's tucked in and yes. set up to your eyes. So um, I don't know why people do it. Um, I sometimes do it if I'm sort of doing... Um, just a quick snap of a group or something like that or a quick happy snap or something like that where I'll just stick it out and do it or get down low and do that if you can't get the viewfinder to your eye. But so many people now seem to be, that's the default is they put their camera out in front with the screen and then do that. And the few things that causes there is, again, it's unbalanced. But I also think it can stuff your composition up because you have a bit of glare. There's always glare on the back of the screens and things like that. So you hold the, the camera out with the screen. You can't always exactly see everything around the frame or in the frame. Um, and it also, something else it does, it chews the hell out of your batteries. If you're using your screen constantly to take photos, that's going to drain your battery probably 25, 30% faster. So um, I think it's a very good point. Um, I think it's a trend that people do. And I, th I think they see people online doing it and they think, well, it must be easy enough to do. I'll just hold the camera out and take a photo. Um but I think the way the camera is designed, the viewfinder is exactly as the screen if you're using uh, mirrorless. So why not just put it up to your eye and concentrate 100% with no glare? Very good. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with it. If you, you want to hold, if you want to hold your camera out in front, hold your camera out in front. Your photos <laughs> won't be as good, but that's your choice. But they're they're um, idiots, right? They're not idiots. They just Come they on. just don't want to. They just want to hold their camera out in front of them, and it's look. I don't, I don't harp on people. I don't, I don't 
hate on people that do it, whatever, that's fine. That's your choice. But like Cameron just said, you are doing yourself a disservice by using your camera that way. The big one for me is what you touched on there is composition because when you put your camera, your viewfinder up to your eye, you instantly make a beautiful black frame around and you block out your mm. peripheral and you are literally and figuratively focusing on what you're trying to take the photo of, That's um, right. what you're trying to make in your screen. Um, so no one can tell me that using a screen, holding it out helps with your composition. It just does not. Um, you need to look through the viewfinder, people. So uh, if you've got a viewfinder, use it. Not all cameras uh, have them these days, Cameron. No. Um, one one exception to the rule or two exceptions to the rule. And no, there is, there's more than two. But There's more than right. two. Yes. Um, for example, if you're at a concert and you're in a mosh pit and you want to take a photo of the band, yeah. you can flap the screen down and shoot above the crowd and look through mm -hmm. the screen. Perfectly fine. If you're lying on the ground doing shots of someone running through puddles on a Murray Mallee workshop, then you might have the screen open so you can hold it down low and do it that way. So there's exceptions to the rule where you can do it. Um, there is one class of people that are bigger idiots than the ones that hold the screen out in front of them. And these are uh, mega idiots, we'll call them. And they are the people who take their full-size iPads and use them as cameras and hold them out in front of them <laughs> at the 12 apostles or cradle mountain. It's just like, for Christ's sake, people look, it, it's, I, mean, I, I was going to uh, say, please don't say something, a big group, then we're going to lose all our subscribers, but no, though, these people don't listen to our show. Well, uh, if they do feel free, the doors over there actually get. <laughs> <laughs> because there is nothing worse. And there is a bit of a, a stereotype who, who used the iPads in that way and good on them. They're still taking a memory of where they are. That's it. But, they're still making but, photos. But it's when they get in front of everyone, they're like, like, like you're trying to, like, it's like a big bloody chalkboard right in front of you. So yeah, it is. It is a uh, laugh, isn't it? it you is can't help laugh. but chuckle when you see it happening and yeah. you just hope and pray that they're not going to get in the way of your shot. That's all. <laughs> the, 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 the best one is when they get the cam, when they get the iPad and they go to take a photo and instead of pressing the button, they press the reverse camera. So they're yeah. taking photos of their face. Yeah, it's great. I love that. Yeah. yeah um, um, the, the other exception to the rule, and look, it's it's probably not a great one because I'm going to contradict what I just said. But if if it's broad daylight, like you're shooting in really, really bright sunny conditions, chances are your shutter speed's up around 500, one one thousandth of a second anyway. So, you know, I guess in terms of stability, that doesn't really come into it. But the other point of composition certainly does. So, yeah. um, look, I, as I, I say, do, it, do yeah. what you want. Hold your camera wherever you want to hold it. But if you hold it out like that, you're doing it wrong. You may as well hold up to your butthole. It's the same. It's the same sort of Jesus thing. Because is, it just looked. It's just off the rails. <laughs> it's just stupid. Like I'll, I'll, I'll again. I'll reference back to Jamie. Hi, hi, Jamie. Thanks for tuning in. But he he has his big heavy camera and he holds it. Out. I see him all the time. I'll we'll be down like a shop behind us or the coast behind you, and we'll have everything set up and I'll be doing stuff. And he's out the back, like you know, taking shots like that. I'm like, just put it up to your face, mate. That's mm. what it's for. So I think it's a really good topic that Mel raised, but. I think you're doing yourself a really dis big disservice if you're holding it out all the time and trying to create shots like that. Um, yep. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. And so, when you put up, put the camera up to your eye and you're lucky enough to have a flip screen, please close the screen. Yes. Otherwise you touch screen you with your nose and things go. You, you will, and you'll put a beautiful big smudge mark right across your screen yeah. as well. well so. It's funny you say that because remember Fuji brought out the X Pro 3. Yes. And they had this flippy screen down. Yes. But it wasn't in a wasn't defaulted to be a screen. It was defaulted just to be nothing. So you had to use the rangefinder equivalent or the electronic rangefinder viewfinder. I thought that was great. Like that was really cool because 
again, it took it took photography back into its natural state where you use your eye up to a viewfinder. There's a reason why the viewfinder is there and it's a reason why the viewfinders are created the way they are. There's a reason why we close our other eye or leave it open, you know, so you can get that perspective right. So, yeah, the screen really should be used just to review your photo. Yep, I've got everything right. Have a little bit of a look at sharpness maybe and, and exposure detail and then move on. But put it up to your head. That's all yes. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, when I take um, my entry-level photography workshop, which I've got one coming up in a couple of weeks, um, and it's sold out, so sorry. Uh, I, that's one of the first things I teach is how to hold your camera. And yeah. it is always, see that viewfinder thing you've got there? Let's use that. Yeah. And I call it the human tripod where you've got your both arms, one, two, yep. and then the third point is you're resting your forehead against your actual camera so yep. and and yeah mel's completely right stability is king um yeah. when you're doing any kind of photos well it's funny like you, it's it's a big thing with stability um and i've noticed on a few workshops where i've had a few people that are you know they hang the camera out and use the screen and stuff and they're generally the first to say oh it's not that sharp it just doesn't look that sharp and i teach them you know tuck those elbows in put up to your eye take a breath in take the shot and on the Overland track, you might remember, I did like a 20-second exposure of the Milky yeah. Way yeah. by using that exactly same thing and tucked my arms in and did the whole thing. It wasn't wasn't I perfectly sharp. It was definitely acceptable, acceptable yeah. sharp, but yep. you could not hold that out with your hand and do something like that. So tuck it in, you know, it's like like when you use a rifle, you tuck it in and away yeah. you go. Absolutely. So good. that's a good question, Mel. Um, if Mel, you Mel, have a deer cam question for us, by all means, send it on in like Mel did. Um yeah. Real well, quick beer donations, Cam. Well, isn't it funny how you can go from praising someone to actually ragging the shit out of them in about three seconds? Yeah. Um, no beer donation from Mel. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's not like he hasn't already done enough for us. Yeah, I don't know. Once you set that trend in motion, like glasses half empty, glasses yeah, half full. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. Wait, 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 <laughs> Literally, till... our glasses half empty. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, yeah. wait till you get to Utah, Mel. You're only going to get. 75% of the workshop. Um, so, no, we have beer donations from Lynn uh, D and Jenny C. Who? Jenny Jenny hasn't missed on. Thank you to our beer donators. If you would like mm. to buy us a beer, dsps.com.au. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping. We are down to one single solitary mm. place left for the Great Ocean Road workshop, which is happening towards the back end of May 2024. So, mm. Um, time to jump on and snap that place up, folks, because once it's gone, it is full. So it is full. Um, looking forward to that. that. I'm greatly looking forward to that. I'm mm. looking forward to this three capes walk. I'm yes. looking forward to our workshop in Tassie. I'm looking yep. forward to the we've got it's a big year ahead and it's gonna be all capped off in November or late yes. October in the US of A. So it's it yeah. is a big, big year ahead. I um I had I had a couple of weeks off, as you know, in Melbourne, and went around doing stuff. And yeah, I got got back here the other day on the boat, and I had a day to myself in the house before Lisa and the kids flew back. I'm like, right, okay, we're in we're in business mode now. Time to get our stuff sorted out for the year. And I opened up my laptop and started looking through the calendar. I went, oh, I don't even want to deal with that today. <laughs> and almost like the universe was listening, I started having all these people started sending me emails like, oh, just following up. You know, when are we going to get all the details of this? And yep. I'm booked in for your workshop in you know late this year. When do we get all the details? And so I'm in I'm in work mode now. The holiday so it's is February. This is what happens February. Everyone gets over the festive season. They get their January. They do. And yeah. Normally it's the back to school. So it's back to yep. school, back yeah. to work. Everyone refocuses. Yeah. I'm exactly the same at camera and photo. We've uh 
we see it every year that um, yeah. things really like it actually used to be it would fall away in Feb, but now it's just crazy. It just keeps yeah. on trucking. So uh, it's yeah. very, very good. Um, so while, uh, while we're while we're plugging workshops, yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to plug. I'm going to do a cheeky plug for my Go bright for my bright autumn workshop. Awesome. Um, we still need a few more people for that. Um, we're probably got about four spaces left. Uh, April 26th to 30th, we're going to go spend four or five days in beautiful, bright, get all the colours of autumn. We'll go up Mount Buffalo, we'll go up Dinner Plain and Mount Hotham, and we'll shoot everything in between. So um, if you're keen, get on board, uh, tasphoto.com.au, check out the bright autumn workshop in April. Um, it's always, this is my seventh or eighth year of going up there in a row, and it's one of those, I love bright, but it's one of those ones where I drive into town, I'm like, yeah, I'm fired up for this one. This is going to be a good one. The colours out. Yep. There's heaps of stuff to see. So yep. get on it, folks. And that is generally the best week for color in bright. You, yep. you know this because that's when you're on the workshop. That's it. Anzac Day is always the key to color, I think, anywhere in Southern Australia. So yeah, yep. completely concur. Hmm. Uh, all right. So we know what we've got coming up. We're going to head off on the Three Capes Walk. Uh, well, today, as you're listening to this, but in two days for us when we get there. Yep. So yeah. um, really looking forward to that, mate. I will see you in person tomorrow. Do I need to update um, the Westpac helicopter details? Uh, for you, all? yes. Well, we know that. Uh, We're going to see it. You know that. I saw it today in Glenorchy. It landed somewhere. I'm like, come on. I'm not, I'm not even on the track yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I Well, if we, I don't think we need to get rescued. I think it's going to be a good walk. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it like, it's nothing beats exploring a place you haven't been before. So no, I, I, I agree. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. So looking forward to that. Um, I guess that's all we've got for you. I guess we've crept on long enough. <laughs> this has been episode 110 of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you for one episode 111. One, one, one. Nelson. Uh, next mm -hmm. week, I guess. Uh, whenever we figure it out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Ciao.